Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Evan and Tiki here on the fan on this beautiful Friday. At some point in the next 20 minutes, we will talk to a current member of the New York Jets roster. I look forward to that. So you guys beat the crap out of the Vikings in the NFC Championship game back 24 years ago. Mm-hmm. Then what do you guys do? Because you had the bye week. Like, <laughs> you wasn't the bye week. So what the hell did you do for the so, week? So you forget that year. Maybe you don't forget. If you're a giant, you remember. I'm a giant fan. I had a broken arm. Mm. So I spent that week doing a lot of nothing. So they gave me a bone stimulator and a um, a carbon graphite, like, brace so they really never did anything other than set it like they reset it and just left it and so that during that bye week all i did was sit with the, with the bone stimulator on my arm jeez and shame right stop <laughs> stop we're not talking about your then girlfriend <laughs> that made me laugh. and then uh and then once we got to the end of the week we started practicing at least i started practicing again so it, it, the, that week is weird because you want it to be like somewhat of a bye week, but you still got so much to learn and install. So you're, it's 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 a weird week, and it kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, but then it's it's over quick, like it's really it it goes so fast. Very similar to Sean's bone simulator. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Build that ass right. first. But I mean, it's funny. Like you just you're just so excited though. Like you just like uh, we're yeah. going to the Super Bowl. I yeah. remember driving to the game, the championship game that you were talking about with Greg Camella. We would we would carpool every game, um, from when we first started and all the way up to that game. Really, every game. And so we we if it to- was twenty years later, they would have done a podcast called the Carpool. Right? <laughs> so when we we were pulling up to the parking lot, and I don't know if you remember the old Giant Stadium, but it was. It was so like rudimentary compared to what these current stadiums are, but the, the security and the the gates and the you know the those little things that come out of the road that's made of thick steel that block you from getting everywhere. Like they didn't have any of that stuff. Right, right. Like, you just drive through a gate and parked into the the parking lot, which was right next to the bubble, and you'd walk down the hill to get into the get into the stadium. And Greg and I were sitting in the car right before the game, and we're saying, you know, you know what's going to happen, right? If we win this game. We're going to get introduced in the Super Bowl because Coach Fossil flipped it mm. every week. It was a different side. Like right. offense get introduced one week, defense gets introduced the next week. Offense, defense, offense, defense. And the NFC Championship game was the defense getting introduced. Right. And so 
is Greg and I were driving up. That's the one thing we were talking about. Interesting. It's like, dude, if we win this game, we're going to get introduced in the Super Bowl. Mm. Now, about a week, two weeks later, Coach Fossil, like, took that away from us. Yeah, he didn't introduce you guys. Didn't no, they do he the introduced defense? the defense. Yeah. And uh, wow. it, it, that... It didn't go over well. It cost you the Super Bowl. It Let's be honest. It did not go over well in the offensive row. You guys were pissed off. Oh, of course, we were pissed off. We had a game though. We just were, we weren't good enough. The, the the Baltimore Ravens were just better than us. So I don't know if you know this, but about a week ago on the Rico Bronya podcast, mm-hmm. we did a rewatch where I said, "Let's all rewatch Game Seven of the 06 NLCS," and we'll do a podcast and we'll break down the game. And a lot of people did it. A lot right. of Met fans did it. Some Met fans wrote me and said, "You know what?" I listen to the podcast. I will not rewatch that game. That right. is one of the worst losses of my life. I can't do it. Would you rewatch the 2000 I've Super Bowl? I've never watched it. You've never watched it? Never watched it. Would you want, like, if I put that on, would it cause, like, like No, what? I'd be, I'd be, I'd be curious just because of how my brain thinks now mm-hmm. as an analyst. I'd be curious to just to break it down. So you'd be able to watch it? Oh, of course. What, right. Which I'm, game? I mean, I was, I was over it right after the game was over. Really? Yeah, it's very healthy of because you. what was it? <laughs> Sean isn't, by the way. First of all, what could I have done? And second, it wasn't a game. Right, they kicked your ass. <laughs> you know, they kicked our ass. It would have been if the refs did their job. Well, by the way, I've rewatched it four times. Right. I mean, the reality is, at halftime, it wasn't that bad of a, a deficit, and mm. then we came out returning the kickoff for a touchdown. But then they returned it right back. Of all the games, and I'm I'm going to assume with you. See, with me, Sean Lugie, it's a little different because obviously we're fans and playing any of yeah. these games. I assume the game you wouldn't want to rewatch are games you played in. So I'm not taking away like a, a freaking uh-huh. Yankee game from the last five years. Would you rather rewatch the Niner playoff game or the Super Bowl? The Super Bowl. That would be easier. Right. So the, the Niner game, playoff game is painful. That you would not want to rewatch right. that. No. You want to do it as like a thing? <laughs> Got a whole open month. We should rewatch that game. We should do it live on the air. No, you don't like that idea? No, definitely not. So that's your number one. That's, That's your most unwatchable rewatch in Tiki Barber's career. Right. That's a fair answer. It's funny. I don't remember a ton of the games I played in. Like, I'm not like pitchers. I know you were talking to Adam Rainwright. He could tell you every pitch oh that he God. threw in every situation. He's psychotic. Out of how many years he played. Yeah. I can't do that. Hmm. I can give you maybe four games. Well, that's why Sean beats you in what does Tiki know about Tiki. He actually wins right. the game when you guys go head-to-head. Adam Wainwright also didn't have any... Head trauma. Repeated head trauma. That, like that is a very, very true. <laughs> well, Two points to Tiki. What mm. game would you rewatch? Uh, it's always going to come back to the Sean Jackson game. That, that's mm. number one. That is the only, I would argue, the only giant game in my life that I haven't seen more than once. Well, what about game seven against the Red Sox 04? What about like one of the I've cup got, final I've, games I've, against I've, the Kings as I've, a Ranger fan? Now, first of all, I, I rewatch football way more during the offseason because I get tired of it. That being said, no, I have no issue going back and rewatching some of those, and I've definitely really? rewatched Game 7 before. <laughs> game 701 as well? Yeah, I've seen that before, too. Jeez. Yeah. Which one will you not rewatch? Me? Yeah. God, I tell you. Choose wisely here. <laughs> I'm just asking. I think right now, I think right now in this moment, the 15 World Series is still too fresh bothers me still too much. Like, I think when enough time goes by, like, as much as 06 bothers me, Mm -hmm. I almost felt like I can do it now. And granted, that's 17 years. That's not 50 years. It's 17 years. I think when it's more recent, it's still, like, more fresh. Yeah. So I would jump out of it. First of all, there's nothing with the Jets because everything's further back. Now, I haven't rewatched Jet-Steelers, but that playoff game would probably be number one if I'm picking any Jet game that I would... 
like my most painful loss, but I think enough time's gone by and yeah. I've never seen it on TV because I was there where I think I'd be okay with that. So I think I'm okay with the Jets. And I think with the Mets, 99, even 2000, the World Series with the Yankees, I have seen it again. I think I'm okay with that. I think for, I think it's 2015 World Series. About- I think game one would just, more than even game <laughs> five, I think game one would cause like an aneurysm in my head. Like I would be so pissed off watching the quick pitch, watching everything. I think that would be number one. Loogie. There's only one sporting event that made me want to stop watching sports. Game one, Yankees-Mets World Series. That killed me. I will mm. never go watch that ever again. Even though it's been 23 years. Mm-hmm. They will never wow. be never enough time. Get over it. Never enough well, time. Because had they won that series, we would have had it forever. It's not, but you know what? It's not getting over it. Because I don't think that's the right phrase. I'm not over it either. Right. I think it's more, I can You can watch stomach it. it and not get pissed off. I get mad. Right. But don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm watching it and having a good time. I can watch it only because now it feels more historical mm. than the things that are like 2015 is so fresh. It's only nine years. Yeah. And I don't know when that time changes. By the way, another one, but I don't want to bore people with it is obviously Game 7 Nuts Box. Like that, that's. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers open overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Like, I'd burn that tape. Burn that tape. And speaking of recent, yeah. That's, yeah, that's really fresh. Three years ago. Yeah, so, <laughs> but I think there's a, there's a time period where I'm willing to go back and rewatch it, even if it causes pain. And I think 2015 World Series, all of it, yeah. would be too much. I could go back and watch my Super Bowl. The, 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 the 49ers game, that would be hard. That's number one. That's number one for yeah. me. Only, I think because, was, only because it was out of our, our control. At the well, end, when it mattered, it was, I mean, out, it was, it was out of your control. control. You guys blew a big lead. No, but yeah. when we had a chance, when we finally actually started playing some offense again, yeah, we had a chance, and we got kind of. Screwed. I got you. Toll free number eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Jeff is in Port Washington. How are you, Jeff? How you doing, guys? So I was driving into Brooklyn to visit my grandson, and I was going to put on my British history podcast. All was great in the world. I turn on the radio and. I hear the quotes from Woody Johnson. So huh. I, I got I got two things for you about Woody Johnson. Yes. My father and pe- and a couple of my the best bosses I ever worked for has said, "You are judged by the people you surround yourself with." Mm-hmm. So 
think about Woody Johnson and who he surrounded himself with. And then my next thing really is, Evan, you're a Jet fan. Yes. As a kid, did you ever watch cartoons? Yes, all the time. Did you watch the Coyote in the Road? Oh, one of my favorites. Very frustrating, but one of my favorites. Wiley E. Coyote. You know, yep, and you know who the Jet fans are? Oh, I know. We're the Coyote. Yeah. Yeah, we're morons. We think. Yep. Yeah. Woody Johnson keeps running up to you, and he hands you something, and you look at it, and you go, oh, my God, it says Acme, and it blows up in your face. Yes. No, that's that's pretty true. I just can't believe, because, you know, it's funny in these days in 2023, 2024 now, who do we compete with when we're doing a show? Is it the other radio stations in the city? Is it YouTube? No, we're competing with British history <laughs> podcasts. And on this day, February 9th, 2024, we kicked that British history podcast ass because that gentleman didn't want to listen to the radio today. Right. He said, I want British history. So, so- and then Woody Johnson provoked him <laughs> enough to continue listening and eventually call in. I'm going to assume he's an expert on American history. So, therefore, he has to go back farther, which is actually more, I guess, comprehensive and interesting. Is that what's the conclusion you've come yeah. to? Yeah. I mean, American history is only, you know, what, 1776? Unless you're more bored by it. You know what I mean? You may not be an expert, but you get through a couple chapters like, ah, let me see what I was going to say. Right. I think there are some people now. I'm a big American history guy, but I'm not a big world history guy. I just don't find it nearly as saying, interesting. I'm not saying world history. I'm just saying British. Or British history, Russian history, Chinese history, whatever history you want. I think he just may be more interested in British history for whatever hmm. reason. I don't know why. Seems pretty boring to me. <laughs> Ask me. <laughs> no, there's a lot to British history. What are you talking about? It's boring though. It's it's not. It's like incestual. And, yeah, I was and, and about crazy that. And all those years of history, and the only good sport they come up with is soccer. Pfft, soccer, <laughs> soccer is the beautiful game. Why are you provoking Tiki like I that? I had to poke a little button here. What are you here? doing? <laughs> Let's go to Dan. You just and... don't know how to watch soccer. That's your problem. Well, none of us do because we're bored by it. Dan is in Waldwick. <laughs> how are you, Dan? What's up, Dan? Hey, how you doing, Evan? How's it going? We're so, good. Uh, Tiki, how you doing as well? Good. I, uh, I want to talk. I want to defend Woody. Um, I feel like he's the type of owner that, um, you know, many, many other teams don't have. He's given all his resources financially to making this team successful. You know, he's, he's had special advisors come in over the years and try to get the right coach in. I mean, yeah, he went wrong with, uh, Gase and he's went wrong in other situations, but ultimately he's doing everything he can as an owner to make this successful franchise. And furthermore, uh, not to defend Salah, but he's got more wins than Belichick with, without Brady. Um, so, I, and he and he's, he had seven wins with statistically the worst quarterback in the New York Jets history. So this idea that you know Salah is all to blame, and I get it. You know the the penalties are out of control, but you know the the, the line was non-existent, and you have you, you basically have Jamarcus Russell back there. Well, first of all, um, first of all, first of all, there's a couple of things. I don't think that part's true. I don't think that Robert Sala has more wins than Bill without Brady. Bill made the playoffs without Tom Brady. Like, think about that for a second. With Mac Jones so at quarterback. Won ten, he won 10 games, then he won nine, and then he won. Yeah, Robert Sala is won how many games as head coach of this team? 19 games? Like, it ain't a big number. He won seven, seven, and the year before that was four or five, wasn't it? So what do we do? So that's not true. Yeah, that's 18. number one. Let me look up the exact numbers on so the last three. It's just the last yeah. three years. 18 and 33, 4 and 13, 7 and 10, 7 and 10. So let's stop with that. That's yeah. not true. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, let me get back to Woody Johnson. 
he's failed. Like, you could tell me he's trying hard, Mm -hmm. but he's failed. Like, the New York Jets right now are in the midst of the longest postseason drought in sports. So, oh, great, he's brought in advisors. Oh, great, he asked Charlie Casserly his advice. Oh, great, the results matter. No, it's one thing that's always bothered me over the years is that this franchise is cursed. I always hated mm-hmm. that. Franchises aren't cursed. They're no. stupid. Right. <laughs> the Boston Red Sox weren't cursed. They were run by a racist owner for a half a century. Let's not just leave that part out. So I hate hearing that. You're not cursed. You're incompetent. You usually do things that bring upon that incompetence. Right. So the New York Jets aren't cursed. They didn't make a deal with the devil when they won Super Bowl three. They make bad decisions. Woody Johnson, as owner of this team, has made nothing but bad decisions. So to defend that by saying he's trying hard, I mean, this isn't kindergarten. Well, it's a results business. That's 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 what it comes down to. At the end of the day, if it doesn't matter how hard you're trying. If you can't do it, you can't do it. And if you if you gotta find a different way, you gotta find a different way. But I think Jet fans have gotten fed up with the myriad different ways, none of which have worked. No doubt. Let's go to Lorenzo in Queens. Good afternoon, Lorenzo. Yeah, I do. Happy Super Bowl weekend. What's up, dude? Thank you. You too. Yeah, actually, last night was the highlight to me of the Jets season. What, what are you saying that was uh, was spot on? I mean, that's what we wanted to hear, right, from Jets upper management that Zach was atrocious. At least finally somebody said it, Lorenzo. Right? Yeah. Robert Sala wouldn't say it. Right? Uh, Joe Douglas wouldn't say that's it. That's a very positive way to look at last night. Rodgers wouldn't say it. Nobody would say it. But Woody said it. <laughs> Woody said it. Yeah. I mean, and what do we want from ownership? We want them to keep their nose out of the business, and we want them to, to have people accountable. So he's pretty much putting Joe Douglas and, and Rodgers on, on blast for, you know, for honing in on Wilson to be the backup. There you go. Um, Look at you. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't look at it that way. See, yeah. I think I'm my, Lorenzo. That's what I was alluding to. Like he was making, he was stating the obvious. Yeah, but Lorenzo has a more positive, healthy outlook on life. I hear something, I get triggered and upset. Right. He hears something and he's like, yes, he's agreeing. Now we're in good shape. By the way, are you ready to talk to a current member of the New York Jets? Yes, let's. Joining us right now, Zach Wilson. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> he ain't going to be a current member of the Jets. We're talking about a guy that went out there and played every game last year. Uh, the guy that's made, I think, three Pro Bowls now in his career. I don't want to shortchange him. And that, of course, is C.J. Mosley. C.J., Tiki Barber. I'm Evan Roberts. Thanks for coming on. How are you? Thanks, thank you for inviting me, y'all. Uh, five Pro Bowls. Yeah, five. five. I was going to say, I'm about, I was gonna say that, that sounded short. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I screwed you. That's a that's my mistake. Five Pro Bowls. Good. Yeah. You made, and you've made how many with the Jets? One with the Jets, two with the Jets, three with the Ravens? Is that how we break it down? Uh, Four with the Ravens, one with the Jets. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Let me ask you this. Woody Johnson, the owner of the team, spoke last night. He said, we need a backup quarterback. Do you agree with the owner that that's the big fix for next year, just get a backup quarterback? Um, if you, it's, it's hard to say, but at the end of the day, you know, everybody needs a backup quarterback. So to that point, uh, yes, we, we definitely need a backup quarterback. Uh, but other than that, you know, it's about, it's about the process. You know, you got the, you got the draft coming up, free agency, you know, all those things. So uh, the team's going to – every year the teams look different. So we just have to take it from there once we get our, our full team together. CJ, how crazy is Radio Row out there right now? Because you're sitting on Radio Row, aren't you? Yes, um, it's, it's very active. Uh, I was here yesterday morning, you know, flew in yesterday morning, and, um, you know, got a little breakfast and came straight to Radio Row on behalf of Campbell's. 
So uh, that was really, you know, really cool and obviously really important to be a part of. Yeah. But um, but yeah, just seeing, you know, former current athletes. Um, you know, I saw Donovan right now walking around. You know, see everybody representing a different brand. So, right. you know, this is low key like the you know the other side of, of football. You know, once you're done, it's about you know people that you meet. You know, while you're on this like on this level, um, and you know, communicating and building partnerships and building relationships with you know like with CEOs and CFOs that you never would have imagined meeting um, without you know without being on at this position. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I haven't been out there on that in that capacity in a while because I've been on the media side for so many times hosting shows out right. there. But do you enjoy this? You enjoy going through this this process during Super Bowl, especially. Because your your team obviously is not playing like most of these guys' teams. Obviously, none of these guys' teams are playing. Is it enjoyable yeah. or is it like, man, I wish we were there? I mean, it, it depends how you look at. It. Like, obviously, I'd rather be you know getting ready to practice right now than you know talking to a lot of radio stations. But <laughs> but at the end of the day, like if I was here, I'd still be doing that. But so yeah, like, it's, right. me, it's true. It's a good you know, point. So for me, is you know I'm I'm here. I'm here on business. You know, this is. This is me, you know, branding myself and uh, me and my business partner over you know, the past, outside of COVID, you know, the past three, four Super Bowls. That's like, that's why we came out here. Like, obviously, for appearances, you know, you make a little money, but, you know, like, I'm, I'm talking, like I said, I'm talking to people and shaking hands with people that I've never imagined right. being in. Right. You know, 10 years down the road, you know, you know, telling, like, what, you know, what this weekend might, you know, have for, you know, for our business and for, you know, for me and my family in the future. So um, I'm just taking, I'm just taking that next step of, know being more comfortable and becoming like being the business side of me and entrepreneurship all that stuff so i'm just now i'm just learning as i go you know just like football every year is different you got to learn and now i'm just adapting on you know um, branding myself yeah no that's a smart way to do it because football doesn't last forever and eventually you gotta you gotta lean on those relationships will you go to the game no, I'm I'm still holding off on that. I'm I'm waiting till I'm, I'm in it for the first time. So, <laughs> right. You know, hopefully that's that's we get there before I retire. And if not, I might I might never see a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, let's, let's let's talk about that because yeah. I mean, I remember CJ. I was over there in uh, at training camp first couple of days or so, and the, the energy was like insane. Right. T- talking to Coach Sala and talked to Nate for a minute. I mean, and everything felt like it was trending towards the opportunity was right there for you, mm-hmm. and then it kind of imploded. Right. When you yes, think about, you know, how to go forward, forget what happened, how to go forward. How do you as one of those leaders get this thing back to that type of energy level? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, that's a great question, because that was that was a battle. I had to like deal with myself a, a lot, especially, you know, towards the end of the year when things were finally finalizing us not making it, even though like every week we were like fighting, like in, it was in the game and something crazy ended up happening. So. You no, know, for me, like to motivate myself, like that's that's easier for me to do. But you know, when you're talking, how do you motivate? You know, your whole team. Yeah. And you know, you're the one that's like when the spotlight come on, everybody looking at you. So um, I have to, you know, get un- I have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, I have to put myself out there on the limb. You know, I have to call people out. I have to, you know, speak from my heart and and really, you know, talk to these, talk to everybody and. Um, you know, it was it was different for me because you know I'm a I've always been a leader by example, but right. you know the older the older I've gotten, um, you know the things that have been asked of me and the things that you know at the end of the day needed to be done. Um, you know I've been blessed to be did, in the position to be able to do that. Did you have to do a lot of that at the end of the season with this roster, making sure and kind of reminding them, hey, we may be four and eight, but you got to play hard the rest of the way. Um, it's a little bit, you know. I would say 
would say it's towards the like the end of the season when it's like almost like it's time to like the season almost over. That's when you really gotta like buckle down because it's it's easy for people just to drift just to drift on you know one foot, like they say one foot in the one foot on the field one foot in the parking lot. Yeah, so, right. Um, you know that's and that's also that's just human nature. So it's like uh, that's the one I have to find my balance on like how do I approach people or you know when do I say things? But you know the way I come to work and. And like is that you can't have no BS around me. So like, like the way I present myself, that's also helps on you know people, like kind of yeah, they're leading by example. You they're, know, they're yeah, intimidated. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking. We're talking to CJ Mosley. I know just, and I'm just a fan talking into a microphone. But there were many Mondays I would come in as a fan, pissed off at this offense, disgusted by this offense because I looked at your guys' unit and said this team's good enough to win 11, 12 games. This team's good enough to make the playoffs, but this offense sucks. And it would frustrate me. You as a human and as a competitor, was that ever difficult to hold back that frustration at the other side of the ball that clearly was not doing their part throughout this season? Um, no, it wasn't because I, I just I just have too much respect for my for my teammates. Like if honestly if 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 we had the results we had as a as a team on offense, but I like clearly saw that we didn't give a didn't give a hoot yeah, <laughs> about right. you know, about the results, then that's a different story. But like I, I, I see, I see my teammates work every day. Like I see the work they put in. I see the study they're doing. I know how much they care. Like I see it on their faces when they don't see the success that they put in every single week. Because I felt that same thing at 21 with our defense. Like you could have, if you would have told me our defense sucked in 21, I probably would have fought you every single time. Right. But the statistics said that. But right, I didn't right. believe it because of what we, like what we, like the leadership that we did. Like everything that went in at 21 year, like it, it happened for a reason. And those same guys that was on that team, those core guys are on this, you know, top five, top ten defense that we had the past few years. Obviously, every year you got to reload and get better and draft. But like the core guys that had to go through that so-called the the worst, the worst defense in football in 21. Now, now we're one of the best defenses in football from those same guys. So it's all mental and it's all you know how you can handle that that um, that mental toughness, that mental focus, and being able to control what you can control no matter what happens. So yeah. um I believe I believe in my offensive guys. Like obviously you're gonna have to have changes and you know things gonna happen as far as injuries and coaches, but no, if you have enough guys to, that really believe and want to change and do the right things then it's gonna happen. You know, CJ, you know, talk to me about Coach Sala and you know, how he is handling all the distractions. Right? It's just it's just it felt like so much noise this year. That it almost becomes hard to do your job, you know what I mean? Because you're you get into the into the the media session and they're asking you about things that aren't football related. Mm-hmm. How, how do you manage that? How do you mitigate that? And what does Coach Solid do to help mitigate that? Um, you know, he's a he's a human just like all of us. Um, I mean, the the stuff that he has to go through on a weekly basis. You know, being a head coach in New York, I, I couldn't imagine. Um, you know, every single time it's, it's about something. Like you said, especially when it's, it's off the subject and not about football or right. the opponent or how to get better, then it's like, why, like, why are we talking about this? But, you know, that's just, that's just the, the, the nature of, of, of our football team and our business being in New York. Like, that's just going to happen, and it's something that you, you have to accept. And that's things that we talk about. Like, you just have to understand, like, if you come to New York and you have a name behind you, you got some staff behind you, and you're not winning, they gonna, they, you're going to become the victim. So, um, it's just about, you know, understanding that, you know, respecting that people are going to do their job. They might try to, you know, do it a little harder than others. But at the end of the day, what can we control as coaches and players? That's what we do on the field. 
that's how we come to work. That's our mindset and our preparation and going out there and, and showing and showing the world that we're a good football team and a disciplined football team. So, like, as long as that stays our main goal and, like, we got to, like, we handled, like, the tough questions and the tough ask and the tough situations as a family and, and respectfully and together, then, you know, that stuff would just become noise and it'd get laid to the side once we start winning. Did you think Aaron Rodgers was coming back this season? I I, I stay I stay hopeful just like every other fan in this world. I I didn't I had no idea um, because he really wasn't in the building until I think after the bye week. So you know he just kept rehabbing hard, going strong. Then especially when he was clear to practice, I was like, well, you know maybe maybe he might try. But you know obviously once we got eliminated, I didn't expect him to you know be out there. But I was definitely hopeful. I mean, I mean just. That would have been something that nobody in this world has seen. We've seen some great athletes, some big names, nothing about Kobe Bryant, you know, all the guys that have had Achilles injuries. Yeah. Nobody has done what Aaron has done. So it was just cool to, just to be a part of it and see it. And, um, and it, like, like you were saying, like when you see stuff like that, even though like he's not playing, but that stuff like hypes you up and makes you want to keep going harder. Like he's doing everything he can to, you know, get healthy and, you know, try to do the unthinkable and impossible. So why in the world can I not go out here and give my all no matter like no matter what the situation is? Yeah, I feel you. All right, you were you were with Campbell's yesterday. You were with Seat uh Club today. Tell us a little about Seat Club because I don't I've, I've never heard of this one. This is the first time I've heard yeah. of it. So it's just been out a few months. I'm very excited to talk about it. Um so my business partner introduced me to to the um the owner of Seat Club, um, Colin. So Seat Club is is a subscription based um ticket sale. So you think about Ticketmaster, you think about StubHub. Now, all these these type of companies make their money off off the fees. So uh, you think you got a nice price on the ticket, but you go to check out, you have hidden fees and upcharges, and that's how they make their money. So with C Club, you know you pay ninety nine dollars for one year, and um, with the promo code CJ, you get fifty seven percent off, which is my football number. So, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so yeah, pretty pretty catchy. So the the idea is once you subscribe. That's the only way C Club makes money. So now nice. you want to you want to come to the big game last minute. You you fly in town. You just you buy as many tickets as you want, and you just pay that exact price. So you save up to thirty to thirty five percent off that. Very just from, cool. Just from not paying from upcharges and fees. So if if I buy a ticket to see the Jets next year, because I the salary cap confuses the hell out of me, and Tiki <laughs> always tells me it's fungible. But I think this is the last year of your contract. Do you expect to be on the Jets? Do you think that there could be salary cap cuts? Like, what are your expectations? Will you be a Jet next year, CJ? Uh, that is my plan. Um, you know, a lot of things can go into where a lot of people are going to be next year. So, you know, we've, we've been around this business and in this business long enough to understand what that means. Yeah. So I'm just leaving it at that and do what I do every year. That's come out, be a leader, and go play some football. Hey, hey, CJ, if they're stupid enough to not want you, we will take you in the other side of the Meadowlands. What the hell is this? What are you right. Yes, I am. And he said, all right. He said, all right. Hey, we're still in the season. Right. Like the <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, uh, forget that I said that, CJ. Look, I'm not going to even ask you about the game because I know you don't care. I remember when I was playing, I didn't care who was playing. So enjoy it out there in Las Vegas. Be safe, CJ, and we'll, we'll catch up when you get back. I appreciate it. Appreciate y'all. Be good. Thank you. Five-time Pro Bowler, <laughs> C.J. Mosley, current member of the Jets. Is this real, by the way? You know, sometimes we have to do yeah. reads, and I got to read things. Like, hey, we're live from the Town Fair Tire Studios, powered by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. I have a new read. Yes. Yeah. That I'm obligated to read. Are you ready? Yes. A week from today, Friday, February 16th, is a very special day here at WFAN. Oh, uh, Evan. 
the, this read, I was told by management, a little more enthusiasm. Mm. I think there was a word very yeah. capitalized. Mm. Can yeah. you do it the right way? Okay. A week from today, Friday, February 16th, is a very special day oh, here job. at WFAN. Now my ears perked. Join us as we celebrate the life and career of future Hall of Famer. Why are you laughing? Alex Rodriguez right here on Evan and Tiki. Because you said future Hall of Famer. I didn't say it. This is the promo copy given to me by the company. Don't stumble over the words. Do it the right way. Read as the copy says. (laughs) Join us as we celebrate the life and career of future Hall of Famer Alex Rodriguez right here on Evan and Tiki. 20 years ago, our lives changed forever. (laughs) What are you laughing at? This is a real promo. Yes! All right, hold on. 20 years ago, our lives changed forever. They changed for the better when a baby-faced baseball hero named Alex Rodriguez came by the grace of God to New York and helped take a borderline washed-up core to the eventual finish line in 2009. We say thank you to Alex as finally his number 13 will be retired and never worn again right here on Evan and Tiki. That's Friday, February 16th, live on WFAN, WFAN-FM, and streaming live on the Odyssey app. Well done from our new PD. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you. That, that was made official yesterday. Sean's big decision is we will be celebrating A-Rod Day a week from today right here on WFN. And I guess as part of this, I'm obligated to do reads. <laughs> yes, you are. Oh, boy. We'll come back with more of your phone calls. Plus, there was some awards handed out last night in the NFL. And I think it was an absolute travesty. I'll tell you where they screwed up. Plus, we'll continue talking to you and get you ready for the Super Bowl. 877-337-6666. Evan and Tiki on the fan. More on the Super Bowl coming up. We get you set for the big game. I was so confused last night. And I watched the basketball games. As a Knicks fan, you can't be upset. Completely undermanned. Showed a little bit of fight. They lose to Dallas. The Nets, they're, they're, they're disgusting. Everything about that franchise just reeks. And yet I'm a moron. I'll be in the building tomorrow night with my entire family. It's like I like punishment. But I didn't watch the NFL award show, but I wanted to see the results. Just to confirm what I already knew. I I already knew Lamar Jackson was going to win the MVP. And I already knew D'Amico Ryans was going to be coach of the year. And then I read that D'Amico Ryans didn't win coach of the year. Mm -hmm. And they gave it to Kevin Stefanski. Yep. And look, I'm not going to pretend like I care that much about it. Because at the end of the day, I slept like a baby. That did not bother me. (laughs) But I was confused. And I'm still confused. How did Kevin Stefanski... When the coach of the year over D'Amico Ryans, when the Texans was supposed to be terrible, they had a rookie quarterback, they had a young team, there were no expectations. Meanwhile, the Browns were supposed to be good. I get Deshaun Watson got hurt. They were supposed to be good. And Stefanski won the award right. three years ago. He actually tied in this, this iteration of coach of the year voting. 165 total points to 165 total points with... D'Amico Ryans. Dan Campbell came in third. Wait, they were tied? They were tied. So how did he win? He won because he had one more first-placed vote. Ugh. He had 21 first-place votes, 18 seconds, six-thirds. D'Amico Ryans had 20 first-place votes, 21 second-place votes, and two-thirds. Why was this even close? Uh, I, well, the, the the reason that I think Stefanski gets a lot of credit for this season is because they 
They won games with four different starting quarterbacks. They won nine of their 11 games with two quarterbacks, if right. we just want to be accurate about right. it. Right. No, I'm not attacking you. I'm attacking the vote. I think it's stupid. But all of those those other guys won games, too. Yeah, they were one in five combined. What, are we going right. to hold a parade for them? No, you shouldn't. They, but, they, they won their games with Joe Flacco, who's a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, right. and Deshaun Watson, who they gave a billion dollars to. I agree with you. I, I 100% agree with you. I'm not, I'm not saying that this is a, the right vote. But it's interesting when you look at it in context, as you were just alluding to, Kevin Stefanski, who hasn't won a thing in Cleveland, is a two-time coach of the year. Like, could he win another one? I don't know. Maybe. And he has a three-time coach of the year? Well, he's won This tw- makes no sense. He's won twice. Andy Reid has won once. Mike Tomlin has won zero times. Yes. So, I mean, think about that. All of a sudden, Kevin Stefanski's Vince Lombardi? Yeah. Like, he's when the, the 12th, hell did it? I... 12th coach to do it twice. 12th. Yeah, he's on the short list. What are you looking at? You defending this decision? I am defending this. I just, how? I'm rolling my eyes. How? First of all, this is also kind of a pity to the Cleveland Browns on how big an accomplishment it is to make the playoffs with them. Oh, to stop begin with. it. Get past <laughs> that. But, Come that on. being said, Mike Tomlin clearly at some point probably deserved the coach of the year. Maybe Belichick upended him. Kevin Stefanski coached a team this year that had to start four different quarterbacks. And yes, D'Amico Ryans is very worthy as well. And yes, he probably shouldn't be punished because C.J. Stroud was that awesome. We all know they had an unexpected season. But in the end, D'Amico Ryans probably coached with what is now considered a top-five quarterback in football, which is the name of the game. No, 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 no. no. Stefanski had the comeback player of the year off the couch have to lead him after playing a guy in the sixth round. Oh, yeah, great. So he won with a guy that won a Super Bowl. Oh, great. That's impressive. Oh, come on. Dude, dude, C.J. Stroud, we didn't know what he was going to be. I agree. If we knew he was going to be so good, Carolina would have taken him number one overall. Let's not minimize the fact that he won with a rookie quarterback. I am not minimizing that because it's not like I'm telling you D'Amico Ryans isn't worthy. But in the end, you know, with C.J. Stroud, one of the... You could have made a case C.J. Stroud should have MVP votes. going into this season... He probably did get some MVP He probably did. I didn't look at that. Deservably so. But that, that doesn't matter. Like, that's irrelevant to me. The Houston Texans were supposed to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Right. Do you remember who won Coach of the Year last year? Uh, yeah, I do. Who was it? <laughs> Brian Dable. Brian Dable. They went 9-7-1. and one. But you know why he did win Coach of the Year? Because the Giants defied expectations. Sure. That's usually how this award works. There is no team. I'd argue this, Tiki, Sean, everybody listening. That there's no team that defied expectations more than the 2023 now, Houston Texans in the last two decades. Now, hold I'd on. argue that. Yeah, I would. Yeah, they came in. People expected them to win four games. Totally. I, I totally understand that. In the end, the division ended up not being as good as they were. Think about this, though. We all entered the season thinking the AFC North very well might be the best division of football. And when all of us went and did our, there weren't a lot of people that picked the Browns to make the playoffs. We thought they'd be the odd team out. Then you take into consideration, not only did they lose to Sean Watson, they lost to whoever the heck number two was. Then uh, P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker. Dorian Thompson. Finney Smith. Robinson. Whatever. <laughs> He's out. You know, then they end up getting Joe Flacco. And they never missed a beat the whole way. You want to argue? because their defense was elite. But was it on the road? They weren't. They weren't. But they it, weren't. I, look, I, I, I think it should have been D'Amico Ryans, and I get it, that Stefanski did a fantastic job with the Cleveland Browns, and they made the postseason, and it was a – I mean, it was the toughest division. Three of those teams had double-digit wins, and I think the fourth team – The Bengals who lost Burrow. Yeah, they lost Burrow. They had eight, right? 
Seven or eight wins? Whatever it was. And they played well, too, without Joe Burrow. I, I know. Let's give Zach uh, some votes, too. Why not? Zach Taylor? Yeah. yeah, let's give him Paul. Let's give him pity votes now. No. This is ridiculous. D'Amico Ryan's got screwed. But that's not the number one thing that I took out of that award show when I saw highlights that pissed me off at you, Sean. I didn't know you were going to argue with me about Stefanski and D'Amico Ryan's. I want to argue about something else. And you don't even know it's coming. Bring it on, you hypocrite bitch. <laughs> Where did that... Well, why are you calling me the bad names? Nah, it was fun. It really had to go to bitch. It felt good. We did that on the pickleball court. Now when we're talking. I know, but I feel like we have that relationship now. You All right. bitch. <laughs> All right, bitch. You see Kirk Cousins last night? Yeah, he looked pretty good dancing around I did there. see Kirk Cousins. So here's my issue. Kirk Cousins is coming off a torn Achilles. Sound familiar, right? I think someone mm-hmm. else has that same issue. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Kirk Cousins was sitting there at that award show dancing around, prancing around and dancing. Yep. If Aaron Rodgers had done that last night, you, Elmer Fudd, would have come on. You cummed. You would have came on the air yesterday oh. or today, and you would have been. Dancing, toward Achilles, dancing. Can you believe this guy? And by the way, you would have been the only one. No, because Aaron Rodgers gets attacked all the time, nope. even when he doesn't deserve nope. it. And so because nope. Kirk Cousins nope. looks like your regular dad nope. from the Midwest, nope. it's funny, it's cute, we all love it. But nope. when Aaron Rodgers does it... It's because we have a subtle dose of Kirk Cousins. That's yeah. what it is. Is that what it is? That's exactly what it is. First of all, Evan, two side pieces here. All right, number one, wrong day to bring that up when Rodgers himself yesterday is admitting he still can't run full speed, but we were supposed to believe he was going to be back by Christmas. You can still play quarterback when you're not running full speed. Uh-huh. Your sister's ass. Patrick Mahomes had a bad ankle last yeah, year. Behind that full speed? Behind that old line. That would have been nice to see. Okay, number two, is it stupid that Kirk Cousins did that? Absolutely, but there's a big difference. He's a free agent coming up this year off of an Achilles. And you know what that was? It was a subtle show to teams. Please pay me. Please pay me. <laughs> Is that what you I'm did? okay. And if Rodgers was a free agent begging to be paid, I'd understand it a little bit. That's all. That's your spin? Your spin is that he's a free agent? Yeah, so it's because okay. he's got to act like he's superhuman coming off this injury. Yeah, I get it. If, I get why he did it. If Aaron Rodgers did the exact same thing, would you admit that you would be blasting him right now? Yeah. But by the way, oh, that, that, we're not you. on K-Fan with Paul Allen. If we were, I'd be blasting him. <laughs> oh, you would be blasting Kirk Cousins. Because yeah, I think it was stupid, but yeah. I also understand why he did it. I understand he why Rodgers was putting that much. Stuff. She wasn't moving that like explosively. <laughs> she's kind of like bad dancing with Cam Jordan. It, it was, was fine. It was very bad dancing. I just get annoyed sometimes. Like even uh, Seth Rollins. You familiar with Seth Rollins? From WWE? Yeah, Seth Rollins. Yes. I'm not even talking about that press conference last night, which I do want to get Tiki's opinion on because I think he watched it. <laughs> I did. It but a... Seth Rollins has been doing a media tour lately on okay. Super Bowl uh, Radio Row. And, you know, answering every question, usually about wrestling or, you know, ripping Vince McMahon as he should. And then he gets asked this loaded question. Oh, he was at the, the press conference. He was at the press. Yeah, he was like he was, a... he was standing behind Cody. You could see, <laughs> you could see the factions forming. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was... I got a lot of opinions. Right. I, I, don't I, think, say. I think we know who's turning heel here. <laughs> who's turning heel here, Teague? Rock and Roman. You're damn right. <laughs> the bloodline is like an evil tag right. team. Right. And I'll get to that in a minute. But listen to this. Seth Rollins has asked, hey, his finishing move is the curb stomp. If you could actually hear the question. Go ahead. Play this. If you could curb stomp any pro athlete. Ooh, stomp anybody, huh? Any pro athlete. Ooh, any of now, them. Stop, anybody stop from this right game. Now. Stop it right now. You could curb stop any professional athlete. You want to guess what Seth Rollins says? Aaron Rodgers. Oh, you said Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> All right, let's play it from the beginning and hear what Seth has to say. If you could curb stop any pro athlete. Ooh, stomp anybody, huh? Any pro athlete. Ooh, any of them. Man. Anybody from this game? Any Travis oh, Kelsey, George Kittle? No, no, it's got to be Aaron Rodgers. There we go. 
Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> My man. What the hell is going on? It's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be. Public enemy number one everywhere. Of course, it's got to be Aaron Rodgers. I was just guessing because we were talking about Aaron Rodgers. I didn't think he actually said Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Of course, he said Aaron Rodgers. I love that. I want to buy every wow. Seth Rollins t shirt. Now, real quick before we get back to your call. So, last night there was a WWE quote unquote press conference, mm, a media event, the kickoff to WrestleMania, they called it. As a wrestling fan, I was glued to it. It got a lot of media attention. What was going to happen? Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's gotten enough attention where many people listening know what happened, which is Roman said, I'm going to fight The Rock. Then The Rock comes out. They're ready to you know, fight because of the bloodline. Mm-hmm. And then Cody Rhodes comes out and says, this is BS, and insults Roman and his family. Right. And then The Rock takes it personal and then slaps the crap out of him. Yeah, it, was more, it was more of a, like, a, I'm just going to pat you slap. Oh, really? It, to me, it was a pat you slap. See, that felt like a real slap. No, it didn't look like a real slap. You think that was a fake slap? It was a, it was a I'm slowing down into contact slap. It wasn't like I'm hitting... Hitting you and dragging you through the slap. Oh, it felt like he slapped a crap no, it's like at he, him. He, he decelerated at contact. You could tell it. You could see. K-Fade, brother. Right. Did you get that sense, Lou? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's how you work a slap. Exactly. We would work a slap. You decelerate, so you're not. Cr- they so don't actually, actually hit each other hard. Guy. You're actually not hurting the guy. No, no. I get. I listen. You I can't have I'm, his face be red. I'm not telling you wrestling is all up and up. I understand it's scripted. It just felt, to the Rock's credit, mm. like he gave Seth a real slap. It was, no, Cody. I'm sorry, Rocky. Right. Cody, a real slap. Right. I'm even and, I'm getting. And confused. by the way, why was Cody now all of a sudden upset? Because at WrestleMania, he was like. Yeah, this is good. Hey, go ahead, Rock. Take my take my uh, take my story. Oh, well, that's a, that's a great. <laughs> How much time you got? <laughs> so all, now all of a sudden he's pissed off. It's like, a great yeah, question. You go home. It's like, wait, I should have been pissed off. You know what? I'm going to be pissed off now. I think. <laughs> what you, think going on? you know, people like to say, well, the WWE changed their mind and they changed the script. That's not true at all. Like this is reality, and I'm going to give you the reality because Sean does this all the time, and a lot of people do it. You do not do this all mm-hmm. the time. So Cody makes this announcement on SmackDown. Eh, I'm good. I'm not going to fight Roman Reigns. I'm going to give my spot to The Rock. Thinks yes. it's good. Everything's right. great. And then what did Cody do when he went home that night? He went on Twitter. <laughs> X. He went on X. <laughs> and he saw everybody complaining about it. And then he's like, he got Twitter muscles. It was like, damn, man. I think these people are right. What the <laughs> hell am I doing? So you know what? When I get to that press conference, I'm going to twist this and say I changed my mind. That's not the WWE changing the script. That's Cody Rhodes being a typical American. He went on Twitter, read what people said, completely changed his mind. (laughs) It's like half the people in this business. It makes perfect sense when you think about it. I mean, it does if it wasn't fake, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I will say for the wrestling fans out there, I'll give you this quick opinion on that. I don't know if it's good. Like, I don't know if that press conference is good because I don't know what the end result is. Are they going towards Rock Roman and Cody against Roman? Are they going to a triple threat? Are they going towards a tag match? Are they going towards The Rock and Roman being together and then breaking up? Like, I don't know. And so sometimes in pro wrestling, where it ends determines if this was good or not. It got a little bit more complicated. It's complicated. Which is a good thing. It's good because it it makes you want to tune in. And it's working on me. It's working on more casual fans. So that part is good. But the end game in pro wrestling is always the determining factor. Hmm. So I already have my opinions on what I wouldn't want to see. So I'll tell you right now. I don't want to see Rock, Roman, Cody in a triple threat match. It doesn't make sense. If that's where this is all going, then I will look back at this press conference and say, yeah, it kind of sucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
It's all about where it ends. And my hope is that it ends with two matches. With Rock Roman and Cody Roman. I don't know if it's going to end that way. And I guess that's good. The fact that I don't know and people out there don't know, I guess that's a good thing. But how about this? One last thing about this. We called Al Dukes earlier in the week. And we said, hey, Al, can you go to the press conference? By the way, I'm glad he said no because it wasn't really a press conference. So he would have gone there and completely wasted his time. Yeah, he was standing and watched. It was a stage show. Right, he was standing and watching. Yeah, so I've, I'm very happy that Al politely said, I'm not doing that. But on his own, Peter Schwartz went. He just said, I'm going. And he told me he was a little upset. Did he thought he was re- going to have closer access with say, the media credentials. Did he have a report from Peter Schwartz? Uh, he sent me a picture. Oh, that's it. Zach Gelb went as well from our company. Why did he go? Because he, like a lot of the people sent out there, can't go to enough events just to take pictures and show everybody at their <laughs> Is he a wrestling fan? No. So he's an attention whore. <laughs> it takes one to know one. No, of course. Yeah. I would be the same way. Yeah, but why would Zach or Pete, I don't know if you're saying that about Peter Schwartz, by the oh, way. No, I am. Yeah, oh, you, yeah. oh, you are. Okay. No, and by the way, I say it in the nicest way possible. They go out there, they're looking for stuff to do, and it looks really cool on Instagram to take a bunch of likes that you're there. It's like if you showed up to like a Travis Kelsey press conference and asked him to finish a Taylor Swift lyric for no reason. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of stuff going on out there. Right. Like, well, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm just telling happening. you, this is that's, what's that, happening. That's, out what, there. that's what this week is about. So people, this is why I hate this week in the NFL season. Yeah, I get because it is so much nonsense. So you think the people that went to the stage event last night were just there to be seen and they weren't like real wrestling fans? Yes. Uh, it's just an interesting, I don't know. It's an interesting what? Spectacle? No, just the tie-in. Like, you, what, what's the tie-in? I guess The Rock because of his XFL purchase. Yeah. It's the tie-in with to the what? The t- oh, the tie-in of football? Yeah. Here's what, you know what? I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Here's the tie-in of football. The Super Bowl is the biggest event in America. Bingo. We all know that. You know what the second biggest event in America is, whether you like it or not? The WrestleMania. Oh. No, WrestleMania. No. I mean, that's the answer. But that's not the tie-in. WWE knows they're going to get a lot of publicity because they're out in Vegas now, and all the media is there. Yeah. You had a built-in media there. That event last night. So smart. Watching it on Peacock when I was driving home, or listening to it when I was driving home, and then watching it with my kids uh, after I got home. It was the one time all week I was pissed off it wasn't in Vegas. Oh, oh, because yeah. screw Radio oh, Row, on. it's a waste of time. Uh-huh. Screw doing the shows out there, it's a waste of time. Screw the gambling, it's a waste of time. Because honestly, you end up losing. Like, yeah. I'd have fun playing blackjack right. for an hour. Then I'd lose all my money, I'd be upset. Yeah. Screw all of it. I'm laughing. Uh, like, the one thing I miss about being in Vegas was seeing that event and wanting to be in that crowd to, <laughs> to mock the Cody babies. Like, that's... That Cody. was the only time I've missed being in Vegas all week. <laughs> Get it right. Cody, crybabies. Cody, crybabies. Yes. To wrap- you- <laughs> Go ahead. What are you laughing about? Because I'm laughing because had we been in Vegas, everything you just described and everything that you liked and don't like, I could say for a fact, me and you would have done completely opposite things the moment the show ended. <laughs> nice. No, I would have gambled. I just would have lost and then been depressed. Right. Not fair. Like, I like to play blackjack. I like to gamble. The problem is I also know the reality of what's going to happen. I'm going to lose. I'm going to play. It's going to last 22 minutes. And then I'm done. We're talking about gambling now? Oh. I'd be lucky if it was right. 22 minutes, Luke. All right, let's so wrap gambling's up. Gambling's more worth it. To just to wrap up the NFL honors, Lamar Jackson, MVP, Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> Offensive Player of the Year, <laughs> the Defensive Player of the Year, Miles Garrett. So far, I agree with every single one of these. Stefanski, I have a little bit of an issue with, but Thank whatever. C.J. Stroud, Offensive Rookie of the Year, back-to-back seasons with the same team having the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Will Anderson Jr. was the defensive rookie of the year. Uh, mentioned the Stefanski, uh, Joe Flacco, comeback player of the year, which was actually pretty surprising. That was BS. Right. Walter Payton, man of the year, was Cam Hayward. And the Hall of Fame class was Julius Peppers, Devin Hester, 
which was shocking to some people, but he is the greatest returner in the history of the NFL, and there will never be anybody like him because guess what? They don't return balls yeah, anymore. Yeah, rules change. Steve McMichael, uh, who has ALS, D-tackle from the Chicago Bears, mm. uh, he made it as well. Dwight Freeney, Andre Johnson, wide receiver from the Houston Texans, uh, Patrick Willis, a linebacker, and then Randy Grandishar, who was the Orange Crush Denver Broncos back in the day. So that's the Hall of Fame. Club. Thank you very much Thank for completing that entire list. You're and yeah, welcome. I'm good with the Hall of Fame. I, I mean, I don't think I anybody. Too. I think they got it right. Yeah, yeah, they did. By the way, did you mention celebration of the year? Did you miss that? I did not mention the celebration. Celebration of the well, year? Is that, what is this? The ESPYS? No. Last night in NFL Honors was the one time a Giner Jet won anything. And it was Tommy DeVito won Celebration of the Year. I don't shine shoes anymore. When, when, when that happened, like, you prideful? Is it, is, it, is it new this year? I don't know. I was only made aware this morning because I didn't go anywhere near these NFL honors. <laughs> but I got to be honest. I got in the car today. I said, we won something. Does that excite you, by the way? It doesn't excite me because it'd be like celebrating a winning of a home run derby. But you know what it does? It gives me closure on the season knowing we won something. Oh, I'm a clown. I amuse you. Tommy Tom DeVito is still, like, reaping this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Taking advantage of that. And by the way, he might even have a Super Bowl commercial. That's Sean Stiletto, too. Well, hold on, hold on. He just said something without. (laughs) He he did a boomer. Boomer does this all the time. He says something, but he's not saying it because he wants to break a story without breaking a story. Tiki said, quote, Maybe he'll have a Super Bowl Haven't commercial too. His, have you watched his Instagram? So that means he has a Super Bowl commercial. I don't know. Maybe he does. Who doesn't? Now you're gonna have to watch and find out. Well, I'm gonna watch anyway. It's not gonna make any difference. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make you feel really uncomfortable with this. You may want to take right. yourself out of the conversation. Okay. Do you want to take yourself out of the conversation? Uh, no. I'll you don't even in. know what the conversation's gonna in. be. I'll stay in. So I can handle myself. Uh, on uh, baseball reference, basketball reference, pro football reference, there's a thing called stat head. Pretty cool. It's like eight bucks a month, and I'm a sucker. I paid for it. I'm a loser. <laughs> and I mostly paid for it with the baseball stuff. It's got great stuff. Right. They just had a new feature on Stathead. And by the way, once you get Stathead, it's all the sports. It's called Versus. It's very, very cool. I was actually doing it with Lugie last week where I would send Jalen Brunson and Tyrese Halliburton. Mm-hmm. Like, you put them in in the Versus, and then they put them side by side, and they give you all the stats, and then they highlight the one with the better stats. Oh, interesting. Okay? So I was doing that with Lugie just to be, a, you know, busting of balls with Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. This is new because he used to, be, used to be able to do this kind of, like, you could piece it together yourself. Yeah. But now you have to pay for the stat head. Right. And I pay for it. So I was on football stat head. And I was like, I want to just have some fun. Okay. So I saw who is eligible for the Hall of Fame next year. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, okay, Marshawn Lynch. And I put him in. He's just now available. Yes. Huh. Then I said... I thought he was already... No, no, no. Huh. First time. So I put Marshawn Lynch's name in. I was like, who should I compare him to? And so I wrote in Tiki Barber. Nice. And let me just tell you something. I'm going to yeah. keep you... No, no. Very uncomfortable. I'm going to say this to Sean and Lugie. <laughs> How you doing? Hey. So I put Tiki Barber and Marshawn Lynch in the head-to-head. And I'll tell you right now, if Marshawn Lynch gets in the Hall of Fame... Tiki should beat the crap out of somebody (laughs) because you destroyed. And here's why I'm surprised. I'm going to tell you why I bring it up. I'm actually surprised by that. When I think of Marshawn Lynch, I'm like, Hall of Famer. Right. Like, not even a hesitation. Skittles, all that. I put the head-to-head in. You whipped his candy ass. All That's to quote The Rock. All over. Like, you highlights, you beat him in everything. Here's the, the there's two categories he beat you in, and literally there's 20 categories. He beat you in rushing attempts. Yep. Meanwhile, you kicked his ass in yards, so who cares? And you rushing yards per attempt. 
And then the other area where he actually beat you pretty good was Touchdown. rushing touchdowns. Touchdowns, But yeah. that's because they were stolen from you. <laughs> but in but every- I mean, he did have 80-something touchdowns. No, he had a lot. He had 85, you had 55. I, I totally get that. But in every other category, oh, my God. Kicked his ass. So that's why one of the biggest disgraces going on planet Earth right now is that Tiki Barber has not been a finalist for the Hall of Fame yet. Spoken like a giant fan in the age range. I'm just saying, like, you, Marshawn better not get of in. Of course. I'm just looking at these numbers. Like, that's a tough well, one. Well, Fred Taylor didn't get in. He was a finalist. Yeah, yeah. but Fred Taylor's not a Hall of Famer. Well, according to some on Twitter, he is. He <laughs> shouldn't even be a finalist. <laughs> Dude, this head-to-head thing is addicting, though. Like, I've done this. I was doing it the other day with Jalen Brunson just to piss off Loogie and Nick fans. Like, I do Jalen Brunson's versus Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. I'm like, what do you think now? And do I'm Brunson Tatum next and then get back to me. I'm not going to do that. Oh, what okay, what about not? Brunson versus Darren Williams? Why would I do that? I'm, I'm actually curious. Why would I do that? Darren Williams is a fossil who doesn't play sports anymore. Yeah, but I think in his prime, he's better than Jalen Brunson. Well, who cares? Oh, come on. <laughs> Baby, you know what? Who gives a rat's ass what Darren Williams was in his prime in Utah? Like, do I care? What'd he do for the Nets? I'm like, not talking about Utah. What I'm the talking hell? about the Nets. Oh, prime with the Nets? Yeah, because he was racking up victories. Because Remember he went How scoreless? How many teams did he play for? He played, well, the only ones that count were Utah and the Nets, but then he bounced around the league, played with Cleveland, played, yeah. I think, with Miami, but it's useless. It doesn't matter. Don't bring up Darren Williams as a sense of pride. Trigger word, by the way. That's a trigger yes. word. <laughs> like, he brought him up like a sense of pride. Like, oh, put Darren Williams in. Let's defend our guy. He ain't, he ain't my guy. He shouldn't be your guy. He's nobody's guy. I, I like Darren Williams, so speak for yourself. Mm. You like Darren Williams? I do like Darren Williams. We got Ned on Nate. Net, uh, net on net well, because he right wanted now. to be here. How about that? Uh. He wanted to be no, here. He, okay. he wanted to remain here. No, he didn't. Uh, he didn't resign here when everybody thought he was leaving? He only resigned here because it was the extra buck, and I heard that Dallas wasn't even offering him a max. He had no choice okay. but to resign right. here. Okay. Yeah, he, he would have had no suitors. Let's You're do right. this some other place. Mm. All right. But I'm disgusted well, by those comments. What are we going to do it on the Todd McCullough? Yes. <laughs> do it uh, somewhere yeah. else. I'm going to create a podcast called... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.